Well, folks, I can promise you we're going to get around to the news of the day here in a second. But before we do that, can I tell you about Get Around? If you're ever in need of a car, truck, or vehicle for a few hours or a few days, Get Around is at your service. Get Around is a car sharing app. You can literally unlock cars near you just using their app. Better yet, if you have a car that's just sitting around, make some extra money for your next vacation or whatever you want to do. Get Around's insurance policy and 24-7 customer service has you covered. Go to get.co slash bsn and save $15 off your first rental or visit get.co backslash bsn to sign up for free to rent your car out and start making money fast. All right, let's get around to the good stuff. Just wow. Zach, news comes down this morning that the Denver Broncos have an agreement in place to trade for Baltimore Ravens quarterback Joe Flacco. Your instant reaction, not what, you, what you're thinking now as you've had time to process this. What was the first thing that came to your mind when this popped up? The first two things that went through my mind. First one, win now, baby. Second one, John wasn't going to let this just just go by with a young quarterback and Case Keenum. No, that wasn't going to happen. This what, what was a, a move that is a no-brainer in John Elway's eyes. Whew. My first reaction, first of all, was, okay, this, this is an upgrade. I think Joe Flacco is better than Case Keenum. You give me – and this is how I'll, I would um, pack this for anyone to ask them. You, can, you have to win one game. And I, it doesn't even have to be the Super Bowl because you would obviously choose Joe Flacco. That makes it too easy. He's a Super Bowl MVP. You have to. You just have to win one game. You get to choose as your quarterback, Joe Flacco or Case Keenum. Who would you take? Joe Flacco. Okay. So to me, this is an upgrade. I would take Joe Flacco 10 times out of 10 without question. My second thought was, wow, I thought we just talked about on the podcast yesterday how there was no Band-Aids, right? Mm. This is this is Band-Aid written all over it. In fact, this is like putting a Band-Aid on a severed limb. Yeah. And so it's a nuanced thing. It's not something I can just say I hate it or I love it. I like it for the fact I like it for the fact that they just got better at the position at the cost of only a fourth round pick as it, as it appears. That to me seems like a good deal. If I just told you no names Hey Zach, the Broncos just upgraded their quarterback position and slightly, and all they did, all it took was a fourth round pick. How do you feel about this? Or how about this? The Broncos essentially traded Demarius Thomas for Joe Flacco. I you take that deal? At least at least I do in a heartbeat. I would take the deal too, and I I, I think the narrative surrounding Joe Flacco is that he sucks, and this is the the quarterback world that we live in. Right, you're either literally uh, trash, or you're great. 
there's not really an in-between right now when it comes to quarterbacks. And I think it, it takes a deeper dive, a deeper evaluation to decide really where Joe Flacco ranks here. He's not an answer. He's not an answer to the problem. But the Broncos did upgrade the position. They're in a very unique position with Flacco, and we'll get to that in a second. But the, but Joe Flacco doesn't suck. At least I don't think. I think he's an upgrade. And, Ryan, I think that there's so many mixed feelings on this because I, I truly believe most people do think he is an upgrade. But, Ryan, if we just look at the numbers as of recent, it would show you, is he an upgrade? Uh, how much of an upgrade last year? I don't even want to look at Case's 2017 year, magical year with the Vikings. Last year, Case goes for 3,800 yards, 62% completion, 18 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. Joe Flacco, not last year, but the year before when he was a starter for all 16 games. Flacco goes for 18 touchdowns, same number, 13 interceptions, two fewer, 3,100 yards, and 64% completion. I mean, those are pretty much the same numbers as Case Keenum. The year before, Joe Flacco goes 20 touchdowns, so two more than Case, 15 interceptions, the same number as Case, and 4,300 yards, so a few more yards. Uh, And then the year before, 14 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and then the one where the Broncos are looking at, 2014. And the Broncos are going all the way back looking at this number, and fans may be saying, are you kidding me? We have to go back to 2014 to look at what they're going to get? But this was when Gary Kubiak had his sole year, or his lone year, as the Baltimore Ravens offensive coordinator. Joe Flacco, 27 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 3,900 yards. The Broncos, Rich Scangarello, running Gary Kubiak's offense, or or a variety of it, um, that's what they hope to get, is that Joe Flacco. And here's the thing. I understand both sides. I understand, Ryan, why he's an upgrade, because I agree. I think quarterback versus quarterback, I'm taking Joe Flacco. Other people, you get a Super Bowl MVP in Joe Flacco. Now you have two Super Bowl MVPs on the roster. He knocked off Peyton Manning in the playoffs. He beat the number one seed in Denver. Uh, He has a team-friendly contract, which we'll get into, and he's an established quarterback. Case Keenum's not an established quarterback. You can't say that. Now, on the other side, people that are against it, He's meh. You know, Ryan, you're saying he's a slight upgrade from Case Keenum. That's not blowing anyone's socks off. You know, he's not a top five quarterback. No one's arguing that, though. So it's kind of a, uh, why, why even do this? Uh, another thing, four and five record last year. And then, yes, it was due to injury, but a rookie replaced him and never let him take the job back last year. So th- there's two sides to it. It's understandable to feel both ways. <sighs> yeah, it is. And. And I'm not going to pretend like this doesn't go against everything I've been saying the Broncos should do. <laughs> like, literally, it goes against, like, it goes against my you got to react to Patrick Mahomes thing. It goes against draft Kyler Murray. Literally, you could not find a more opposite quarterback from Kyler Murray than Joe Flacco. I, I'm convinced on the scale of quarterbacks, you have Kyler Murray, who is the far left, and Joe Flacco, who is the far right. There's no similarities. Literally, zero things about them are alike. So... Again, I'm not going to sit here and say I love it, but what I joked with you before the podcast is I said, if if doing podcasts and sports talk radio and, and, and media in 2019 was rational, what we would do is open up the podcast and say, 
All right, folks, while the Broncos have traded for Joe Flacco, we're going to just have to see where this fits into their entire plan before we react to it. That's the podcast today. (laughs) See you guys later. Because that's what this is all about, right? It's about is this one step in a plan? If this is the plan, this is a trash plan. If it's step one in the plan, well, we're going to have to see what the plan is before we can truly judge it. And that's not fun. So we're going to have to speculate about what the plan is. And I think we get our best view into what the plan might be by looking at Joe Flacco's contract. Whether he restructures or not is irrelevant to me. What I know about this contract is the guarantees have already been paid. And there is zero, exactly zero, dead money, guaranteed money left on this deal. And that, to me, is the green light. That, to me, tells me everything is still on the table. And in fact, when, when you look at the Broncos quarterback situation a couple months from now, you might say, wow, they went from Keenum and Kevin Hogan to Joe Flacco and Drew Locke. That's an incredible upgrade for them. And that makes me feel better about this. That's, it's looking at that dead money thing and saying, okay, if the Broncos still want Drew Locke, who I think on the QB scale – is essentially his ceiling would be a mobile uh, a mobile Joe Flacco, uh, which could create a, you know a much better player. You're not going to look at the stats. I just want to talk about a big armed guy who flourishes in this Scangarello offense and loves to take shots down the field. Joe Flacco, like that's what he does. He throws the deep ball, which also. I have so many thoughts, which also brings Antonio Brown into play for me in a, in, a, in a roundabout way. But that would be exciting. Joe Flacco and Drew Locke, they've completely rebuilt the quarterback room into something that I believe is respectable. And if you think Drew Locke is a guy that maybe you know starts in week 10 or maybe he starts week one next year, you want to do the Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes thing. Well, then you, you're really, your options are very vast. When it comes to developing Drew Locke uh, and what you can do, you don't have to thrust him in, which personally I would prefer, but I can understand the thought process that says let's not just throw him in, give him a year to learn. It worked for Mahomes, you know, if you want to go back to reacting to what Mahomes did. That makes me feel good because if you go the whole year with Joe Flacco, yeah, it's going to cost you $18.5 million. But guess what? Drew Locke's ready next year? Boom. Bye, Joe Flacco. He's gone. You're free. No money. And here's how the contract looks. This year, $18.5 million for Joe Flacco. Next year, $20.25 million for Joe Flacco. The year after that, $24.25 million. That's chump change. Guys, that is chump change. People have been saying on Twitter today, and not just fans, Reporters have been saying, uh, you know, of course he's going to restructure his deal. Uh, you know, the Bron- But here's his contract anyways. What? Why, why would he, of course, be restructuring this contract? Ryan, $18.5 million is less than Case Keenum was going to make this year. Case Keenum is on the books for $21 million this year. And what was Case Keenum last year? He was, he was at $18 million, and he was a deal. I mean, he, he was a steal when they signed him, and then when Case played out and the numbers weren't that good, you know what? Case wasn't a bust. Case was playing to exactly his paycheck. So Joe Flacco... I mean, they, they, don't, they don't need to expect him to be a top five, top ten quarterback for him to live up to this contract, at least for this year. 
And because there's no guarantees on his contract, they don't have to make a decision now on his future. They don't have to make a decision in a year on that last year of his deal. No, they, they can roll with the $18.5 million this year, see where he's at. Uh, I believe that's like the 20th highest paid quarterback this year, and he's a Super Bowl MVP. So this is a team-friendly contract. This is a very good contract for the Broncos in a multitude of ways, in the way that they can move on from him after this year, they can move on from him after next year, they can ask him to restructure since nothing's guaranteed, or they can say, we're going to roll with this guy for $18.5 million because that's nothing in today's NFL. Yeah, so that's why I think the Joe Flacco is trash, this deal is trash, narrative is short-sighted. I, I, I do believe this is a step in the plan. I don't, I really don't think this is the plan. In today's day and age, you're going to get the overreactions that this is garbage, Joe Flacco sucks, this is no upgrade over Case Keenum. But to me, I look, I look at Drew Locke, and I know we talked about Kyler Murray all week, and I love Kyler Murray more than anyone, probably. This is a Drew Locke move, in my opinion. I think it really sets them up to take Drew, or it sets them up to say, we're going to sit at 10. If Locke's there, we'll take him. If not, we'll go best player available, and next year we'll draft a different guy. Uh, it, it, it reminds me a lot of Keenum in the sense that they picked up Keenum and it gave them flexibility, right? They loved Baker and they liked Darnold. When they had Keenum in their back pocket, they were able to say, if Baker or Darnold are there, we'll take him. If he's, if they're not, we'll take someone else. And I think John Elway really liked that. I think he liked not feeling desperate because remember what I was saying yesterday and you were saying it too. Well, you can't sit there at 10 if you need a quarterback. There's no way we're going into this year with Case Keenum. So if you sit there at 10 – and someone jumps over you and takes Drew Locke as the third quarterback off the board, you're doomed, right? I don't think John Elway wanted that feeling. I don't think he wanted to feel like I have to trade up to number two to get my guy to make sure no one else can have him. I think he wanted to say, let me get Flacco, a guy that I believe in, um, in the short term. Then if Drew Locke's there, he fits really well with Joe Flacco. But now we don't have to get desperate to go up and get a quarterback, and I think that works for him. Real quick, a lot of people all day have been saying, talk me off the ledge, talk me off the ledge, talk me off the ledge. You want to come off the ledge, honestly, just go watch what Joe Flacco did to the Broncos' defense in week three. I thought it was a clinic. Um, he made it look easy. Now, the stats don't blow you away. He went 25 of 40 for 277 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Nothing crazy. But he picked that defense apart. I thought it was it was impressive. They ended up scoring 27 points that day. Um, the Broncos actually got out to a hot start, remember, 14-0 lead, and then they never scored again the entire rest of the game. Um, but, but that game, I, I was impressed with Flacco. And I came away from it saying, hmm, Flacco it really isn't as bad as everyone thought. He hits the slant, which I think is the most important pass. Um, so does Drew Locke, by the way. Um, he... No, he can he can throw the comeback, you know, to the far sideline. He makes the throws, and then he can he can pop you over the top. And you know who this is huge news for, Zach? Who? Cortland Sutton. Joe Flacco can throw that ball up for Cortland Sutton all day long. He's gonna love that. He also can throw the back shoulder pass. So don't don't tell me that Joe Flacco and Case Keenum are essentially the same. They bring a very different skill set. Case Keenum had one good season. Joe Flacco's been a long-term starter in this league for a long time. Significant more experience. There are positives here. It is not a. It is not only a negative move. Is it a move I would have made? Never in a million years. But 
I'm ready to. I'm ready to go. I want to go forward. The Broncos appear not so not so ready to do that. They want to compete now. They don't want to have people making fun of them for raising their prices after winning six games. And I don't. I don't think Joe Flacco is a six-win quarterback. I think Joe Flacco is an eight-plus win quarterback, and I think that's why they made this move. But but don't don't view this as the plan. If it's the plan, I'll come back and say it's garbage. I don't think it is the plan. I think it's a part of the plan. Joe Flacco's had one worse season than the Broncos have in the past two years. He went three and seven in 2015. Outside of that, and he did go four and five last year. But outside of those two years, he's at least had eight wins every single year of his career. So just like you're saying, the odds are, are playing in his favor that the Broncos are a 500 team. What happened in those other six games? Was he hurt? Yeah. What was the deal? Yeah, he, okay. he must have been hurt in 2015. That was a, the the third year of his big deal after winning the Super Bowl. But there's the, the, the reason to talk you off the ledge is you just upgraded at quarterback. Maybe a very, very slight upgrade, but you upgraded at the most important position in sports, and that's it. You didn't put off drafting a quarterback for three years. You didn't do anything else. You're not paying Joe Flacco $30 million and, and absolutely – uh, restricting what you can do in free agency. No, no, th- th- this is going to cost you $10 million to move on from Case Keenum, whether that's via a trade, whether that's via you just cut him. That's So it, this trade cost you $10 million. And we'll find out if Flacco was worth that $10 million. But you know what? This, this isn't uh, a trade and a deal that absolutely kills your organization moving forward. In fact, it's the opposite. Now, if this was a trade for Nick Foles, and let's say you just give up a fourth rounder to get Nick Foles, which I think it's going to cost more to trade for Nick Foles, then... Second or more. That, but let's just say it was a fourth. It, it was the same compensation. Now, in my mind, oh gosh, this is bad news. I'm not talking any of you off the edge because you know what you're doing with Nick Foles? You're signing, signing him to a five-year, $125 million contract with $75 million of that guaranteed. Joe Flacco has $66 million remaining on his three years, zero guaranteed. So I wouldn't be able to talk you off the Nick Foles because I don't believe he's the truth. I don't believe he's a guy that's going to consistently lead a team through 16 games into the playoffs to a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco, I think he's a piece. He could maybe do that for one year. Now, I still don't think the Broncos are contending for a Super Bowl this year, but you know what? The Broncos will be will be relevant I believe people will be talking about them potentially competing for a playoff spot. And that's a heck of a lot more than we were talking about yesterday with Case Keenum, Ryan. So that's what fans want, right? Fans want to win right now. That's what John Elway wants to do. And I still do think there's plenty of room to win for the future with this move because you could draft a guy this year. You could you, you could draft a guy next year. You could get a, a great defensive player at 10 this year. Realize Joe Flacco doesn't have two more years in him. Cut him. Zero dead money. Draft a quarterback next year. You could keep Flacco for next year. Have him truly be a bridge that year. Draft a quarterback in 2020. Do the same. Let Joe Flacco Flacco live out his contract through 2021. Draft Trevor Lawrence in 2021. There's so many options where this shows that they can be more competitive now. I shouldn't necessarily win now, but be more competitive now and still win in the future. Yeah, it's all about options, right? This opens up the options. It it allows you draft your lock at 10 this year, 
Start him next year. It allows you to wait till next year, trade up and draft Tua. It allows you to play Joe Flacco for two years, draft, you know, stockpile draft picks. Maybe you trade back this year if Drew Locke's not there. And you stockpile a draft pick for next year. Then you have two first-round picks for next year. Then you take those two first-round picks and you trade back again and you acquire another first-round pick. Then you have three first-round picks in 2020 when Trevor Lawrence is sitting there. And it just so happens to be that the, let's just say, uh, who the Giants drafted Dwayne Haskins, but they, or, or I guess it would be one year from now. So it, it just so happens that Tua doesn't work out, and the team that drafted him actually has a terrible year. They're not ready to move on from Tua, but they have the number one overall pick. You trade them three first-round picks to go from number 18 to number one, and you draft Trevor Lawrence. You know, like there's... This kind of extended the window for the Broncos' plan because until today, the only plan, in my opinion, was draft a quarterback in first in the first round in this year. And I would still recommend them do that. In fact, I would still recommend them draft Kyler Murray in the first round this year. That feels further away, but heck, you know what I was going to jokingly say was my instant reaction was, oh, well, they just liked the way that uh, Lamar Jackson learned under Joe Flacco <laughs> last year, so they're just setting this up for Kyler Murray. Is that likely? No. Is it possible? Sure. It could be possible. Maybe that maybe he falls to ten, and the Broncos say he's the best player on the board. Let's take him. Doubt it. Possible. All options are possible now. You really just extended this into a three-year window for acquiring your future franchise quarterback. Do I don't think it's good news for Vic Fangio because I would want to start that process now. That way, by year three, which is really the judgment year for for a coach, you are in the comfort zone with your new quarterback. I don't think that's happening. But again, all options are on the table now. Ryan, I said this yesterday. What was the worst possible nightmare scenario for the Broncos? It was them staying at 10, Drew Locke's on the board, Kyler Murray's on the board, Dwayne Haskins is on the board. At 9, the Broncos still have Case Keenum as their starting quarterback, and the plan is to grab whatever quarterback that is at 10. The Miami Dolphins trade up to number 9, draft that quarterback, then you're stuck there with Daniel Jones, with Will Greer, and with Case Keenum as your starting guy. That is a nightmare scenario because free agency's done, trades are done, Joe Flacco and Nick Foles have already been traded, and you are stuck with another year of Case Keenum, Kevin Hogan, or you're using the 10th overall pick to draft a quarterback you don't like or to reach for a late first-round quarterback, early second-round quarterback. Ryan, that is a nightmare scenario. The Broncos aren't going to be in that scenario anymore. That's what this does. Not just that Joe Flacco is going to be the option week one. It's that if you're there at 10, you could move up to five still. That option is still available. Moving up to one, that's still available. Moving up to nine, let's say, to make sure the Dolphins don't jump you, that's still available to grab your quarterback. You know what's also available? Staying at 10, seeing if a quarterback falls. If not, then you get... A, a cornerback, our second biggest need that we said yesterday, a great defensive lineman, or no one's there, you trade back into the 20s, you pick up an extra first-round draft pick next year, you have all the ammunition to go get your guy next year, and oh, by the way, you're going to be probably at least 8-8 eight and eight with Joe Flacco this year, significantly better. It, you're bringing your organization back uh, at, at least to respectability, and that's what the Broncos need to do. That's what they need to do, so this... This move makes a lot of sense. So if you're on the ledge, I hope you step back. 
Yeah, step back off the ledge. There is sense to this. It's not just, you know, John Elway can't evaluate quarterbacks and he thinks Joe Flacco is the GOAT. Here's what I'll tell you, Zach. Joe Flacco is going to blow us away in training camp. Oh, yeah. We thought, if we thought uh, Case Keenum looked good in training camp, Joe Flacco is going to look amazing. He really throws a beautiful pass. I mean, that thing spins like really no one else. And he's got a huge arm. He can rip it. Uh, the, the problem with Joe Flacco is he's a statue. And Mike Munchak, you got your work cut out for you, buddy, because – you need to give this guy time. That's really the only way it works with Joe Flacco. You got to give him time, and you got to give him a speedy deep threat. Is that Emmanuel Sanders? Maybe. You hope. You 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 hope that he comes back from the the Achilles. But is it Antonio Brown? Because now, if you add Antonio Brown to Joe Flacco, now I can really see what you're doing here. And then you draft Drew Locke too. Now I really really see what you're doing here. Again. I hate to beat a dead horse. Is it a is it the plan or is it a part of the plan? One thing is a disaster. The other thing I actually kind of like. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, let me throw out one more name before we end this segment. What about Marquise Brown, Antonio Brown's cousin, Hollywood Brown? Hmm. Bring them both in. <laughs> oh man. Talk about a different offense. Trade your trade your second for Antonio. Use your first <laughs> on Marquis. Actually, trade back because I don't think he's going to go ten. He probably go in the fifteen range. Yep. I think trade back to fifteen. Yep. For what would you get to go? What would someone have to give up to go from fifteen to ten? Second and a third, maybe second. Okay, let's say it's a second and a third. So you trade your second for Antonio Brown. You trade back to fifteen. So and then you just get that second right back. <laughs> you draft. Antonio Brown, or sorry, you draft Marquise Brown. You've got the Brown Bros, and then you're you're right back where you were. You basically got Antonio Brown for free in that case. Yep. <laughs> Man, it'd be different. It'd be different. It would be different, but I kind of like it. Hmm. All right, plans, plans. Ryan, what's the plan? If there's a plan in place, if John Elway has a bigger plan, then sit back. You're fine. Yeah, and I think that's exactly where we stand on this. Uh, let's take a break here, Zach, and we come back. Plenty, plenty, plenty more to talk about as it relates to the Broncos and their quarterback situation. There's nothing more important than family, and for more than 100 years now, customers have turned to Farmers New World Life Insurance Company and agents like Bryce Babcock to help protect the financial security of their loved ones. What makes us different, first off, is we're, we're completely customer service oriented, meaning that our goal is every day to be available. The other piece, too, is that I'm young. I'm 31 years old, and so I'm, I'm hungry, and I'm very motivated every single day to continue to make this agency grow, and, and that's just something that, you know, I, I think that I bring them a lot of other agents do. My initial thought was it's expensive and I just don't have money to invest in my long-term future. Everything I have, I need right now. But once I started looking at the options, it's an absolute no-brainer. You can find a life insurance plan that works for you and you should. It's not just about death either. There's whole life insurance policies that actually have cash value that build over time and so on. So Bryce will break all of that down for you for free. The call is a no-brainer. You have to do it. 
Brandon's 100% right. Plus, Bryce is even giving out a deal specifically for BSN listeners. I'm going to go ahead and send out a $10 Starbucks gift card right, right off the bat. And so you don't have to do business with us. You don't have to. There's no payment needed or anything like that. It's something that we're going to do for anyone that comes in from BSN. gives us an opportunity to earn their business. Call 303-996-6509 today. That's 303-996-6509. All right, well, it's another day in which we are, there was so much excitement in the first segment that we didn't talk about the promo code sale. The promo code is Broncos. The sale is $29.99 for a one-year subscription to BSN Denver where you will get all of our Joe Flacco coverage, all of our Drew Locke coverage, all of our Broncos quarterback scoreboard in training camp as we watch those two go head to head please give it to me yeah i know right it sounds juicy um 29.99 that's all it's going to cost you to get everything we do between now and a year from now which as much as changed a year from today ago well, just as much will change from a year until a year from now um so get in on this promo code sale use the promo code broncos and and when not if we beat all of our colleagues and we bring in the most promo codes as the Broncos beat, everyone who's subscribing to that promo code will get a free T-shirt from bsndenverlocker.com. If you haven't seen it, it will blow you away because there are so many awesome T-shirts on there. Um, so make sure you get in on this sale and help us out, and then we'll help you out by sending you a free T-shirt. We, uh, we're giving up a little bit of the lead. Mm, I don't like to hear that. We're game managing here. Well, and John Elway always helps us out because he always makes sure that the Broncos are relevant. Now, I mean, th this is this is the time to, to be a part of it. See what happens in this next month because Joe Flacco, the trade doesn't become official until one month from now. The combine will happen. Then we'll have the draft. So much going on. So help us out by helping yourself out. Use that promo code BRONCOS and get in on that. We can't let this lead slip away. That would be so embarrassing. Don't let the lead slip away, especially to the abs. I mean, Ugh. the abs aren't even good right now. Neither are the Broncos. But <laughs> <laughs> at, least they're, at least they're constantly relevant. You know, it's funny. Pitchers and catchers reported yesterday to spring training. Isaiah Thomas is making his debut for the Nuggets today. Like, everyone should have a reason to talk about the other teams. Obviously, we wouldn't because this is a Broncos podcast. But no one's talking about anything but Joe Flacco in Denver today. It's just kind of how things work with the Broncos. All right. I have a couple more things I want to ask you about Joe Flacco before we go to the questions. And we have plenty of questions, so we'll, we'll try and keep it um, succinct. My first one for you, Zach, is would Joe Flacco take a lesser dollar amount to get a, a some guarantees on this contract? The number I threw to you in the break was would he take – 45 million over three years, so 15 million per season, with 10 of that guaranteed each season, meaning he'll get 30 million guaranteed no matter what happens between now and the end of this with the Broncos, or uh, will. Or would he prefer to just stay where he is right now? And no, no. If I'm Joe Flacco, I'm saying no. Please do not give that to me. Please do not accept that agent. Because here's the thing. He's going to make $18.5 million this year. We know that. Even if he doesn't restructure and it gets a little nasty with the Broncos, uh, whether he's back next year, may, may, maybe not. But he's going to, getting $18.5 million this year. So he's only $11.5 million away from that $30 million guaranteed, and he gets that in the first year. So 
he can get, let's say the Broncos do cut him because he won't structure after this season, he'll get $11.5 million over the next two years, even if he's a backup somewhere. He'll get that. So if I'm Joe Flacco, I'm not doing it. I would. I would do it if I was him. Right now, you're basically guaranteed that you're going to get 18 and a half, right? There's a very low chance of the Broncos Zero. cutting Joe yeah. Flacco before the season. <laughs> He's going to get his 18 and a half. Um, that's all, though, right? Right now, your only promise is that you'll get 18 and a half million. I think if I was him, I would say, if I just, it, it, to me, it's a no brainer. I'm getting 30 million no matter what, which is essentially. Uh, one and a half seasons of what I would get from the Broncos, but I know where I am in my life as a quarterback, and I know what the Broncos are doing here, especially if they're going to go and draft Drew Locke, which is certainly on the table. I don't want to be left out in the cold after just getting my $18.5 million. I'll, I'll take a cut, but make sure that I get 30 and you know what? When it's over, I'm just going to retire. But that $15 million, that's nothing in today's NFL. That that is absolutely nothing that would be embarrassing for Joe Flacco to do. He's as crazy as he's worth 18 million. Now, is he worth 24 million? Probably in 2 years he's worth 24 million because we're talking about 24 million being just about the price right now. But if if he were to take a 15 million dollar <clears throat> per year deal, that would be, I mean, it would be less than Case Keenum took. And this is one year later where, where quarterbacks, the, the market has only risen. He would be less than half of that of Aaron Rodgers' $33 million. Uh, and he would be put right, oh my gosh, you know who's making $15 million per year? Just make you sick. <laughs> Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom <laughs> Brady's making $15 million, But in the real market... Andy Dalton's making $16 million. Blake Bortles is making $18 million, and Case Keenan's making $18 million. From the Broncos, I, th- I think it's a really good deal, and I see why it's enticing. I wouldn't do it if I'm Flacco. All right, fair enough. Um, I had one more question for you on Flacco, but I forgot what it was. So we'll just That's okay. On. We have 20 questions waiting for us, most yeah. of them on Flacco. So do you want to read the? Let's do these in reverse order today so we get to the Flacco ones first because um, obviously a lot of you commented before the Flacco news came in. Um, so what Flacco news? Hmm? What Flacco news? Oh, you know, just the whole entire first <laughs> segment. Um, okay. Nemo three coming in says, "Hey guys, quick thought. Do you think this is a viable formula to win?" Oh, I guess this is it. Oh yeah, it is. That's what I was. That's yeah. why I was hesitating <laughs> here for a Draft Murray essentially be a better version of the Ravens this past year with Murray's higher upside as a passer slash pay- playmaker and a few investments in defense via free agency in the draft. I think this train of thought coincides well with Fangio's philosophy of how to fix the team via the Woody Page interview. Side note, with news breaking of Joe Flacco being traded for, I think all signs are now pointing to Drew Locke, which frustrates me because if this is the plan, I actually like the kid, I don't think it should be apparent to the rest of the league. John's usually been good about putting his poker face on, so I don't know what his endgame is here. See, I think it does point to Drew Locke for sure, but I also it doesn't handcuff the Broncos to Drew Locke. In fact... They were a lot more handcuffed to Drew Locke before this news came down. Uh, everyone thought they were going for Drew Locke. Everyone thought they were going quarterback in the first round. It seemed very obvious. This actually unlocks one of the handcuffs. <laughs> still got one on. Still locked to lock. Right, yeah. He's still One of them is locked. Uh, but, but 
Drew Locke is holding the other uh, handcuff in his hand, and it's not wrapped around yet. So, again, if he's there at 10, the Broncos can take him. And then they didn't have to give up any draft capital to get him. They didn't have to feel pressured to do anything. In fact, essentially what the the Broncos did is they traded a fourth-round pick to not have to trade picks to get a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Pretty smart, actually. Kind of genius. Um, Again, you you don't want Joe Joe Flacco to be your end game, but they they traded a fourth-round pick to say, we're not going to have to trade up in the draft. And I actually kind of like that. But then again, if Drew Locke's gone – Greedy Williams, come on down. You know, um, draft one of the defensive tackles. That I'm sure there'll be a couple left there. Whatever it is, you are freed from the handcuffs to Drew Locke now. Um, whether Broncos fans like that or not, I don't know. But this is actually the opposite of handcuffing to Drew Locke, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, if the Broncos draft Drew Locke, Ryan, we just have we have a perfect daily story or segment on the pod. It's locked on lock. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and. QB scoreboard will be back. Oh which... yeah, oh yeah. It'll be it'll be great because and and they're so similar. It's going to be fun. There's at least going to be deep passes. There may be a lot of interceptions off those deep passes. Maybe a lot of touchdowns. But it'll be very different than the coaches begging Case Keenum to throw it deep. All right. Next one comes in from Shaggy McLovin the third along the same lines. Surprise. So with the trade for Joe Flacco, I think this guarantees us to trade up and get Drew Locke. Locke's big arm resembles Flacco. Also, with Ravens covering 16 million of dead money and no guaranteed money, it allows Locke to learn from a strong arm quarterback willing to take shots downfield. They don't want him to take it easy; they want him to be a baller. Also, Scangarello said his offense wants the ability to go for deep shots on every play if open. I was mad at first, but now I love it. Also. With fast foot debate, I fast food. With oh, fast food debate. I live in San Diego now, and In and Out is really good fast food for fast food standards. But Five Guys Burgers can compete with restaurant burgers. But I'm originally from Virginia, and by far the best fast food besides Chick Fil A is Cookout. They have trays where you pick one entree, burger, chicken, sandwich, nuggets, corn dogs, or barbecue sandwich, and can customize burger, no upcharge, so add bacon, grilled onions, jalapenos, mushrooms, etc. Then pick two sides between fries, onion rings, tater tots, nuggets, corn dog, corn dogs, coleslaw, and a drink, all for about $6. Wow. And if you want one of their 30 shakes, it's only a $150 upcharge. Look, look up from the menu and your jaw will drop. It's only in the South, so next time you are in Virginia or in the Carolinas, look up Cookout. I'm assuming it's only in Southern Virginia because I've spent a lot of time in Northern Virginia mm. and never come across this place. It sounds pretty darn good. Reminds me a lot of Five Guys where you can just throw anything you want on it. Yeah, which is nice. Okay, let's go back to the real conversation here. <laughs> uh, it's not a great day for fast food debate. <laughs> I'll just say that. Uh <clears throat> I would say there is absolutely no chance the Broncos trade up for a quarterback now. Mm, I disagree. Really? I do. I think this entire move was done so they don't feel like they have to trade up. Now, I guess they could. So I won't say it 100% makes it. That's dumb to say that. I would say this move was made with the idea so that they don't feel like they have to trade up. I guess if Drew Locke is there at 8 and they're getting intel that Miami wants to trade up to 9 – and the trade up to eight is available for the Broncos, and they don't think it's too much, I could see that actually happening. I just don't think they will. I really don't. I don't think they're going to trade up for a quarterback. I could see him trading up to five. I could see him trading next year's first and this year's first to go up to five. 
I never really thought they would be going up to two or one, not just because it's a huge jump, but I don't think they'll need to do that in order to get their guy, who I do believe is Drew Locke. So I, I could see him going to five. Like we said, this just keeps every option open, and that includes the uh, the, the option to trade up. It does. You're right. It's it's not off the table, so I shouldn't I shouldn't have said that so strongly. I just I, I mean the reason I, and the reason I'm backing this off a little bit. I just remember the the Chiefs did trade up for Patrick Mahomes. It's not like they sat there and waited for him because they knew they had they had Alex Smith. Drew Locke is the guy. You still got to go get him. You do still have to go get him. All right. Um, Pastor Rat, by the way, chimed in and said Cookout is the truth. So mm. got a uh, multiple multiple uh, sources on that now. All right, from Tom Mercury. First, I wanted to tell you that BSN Broncos has become my number one podcast. When one drops, it automatically becomes my priority pod. Mm, Great work. Tom, that's awesome. Love it. He says, with that said, I have to stay loyal to my number one fandom, the Avalanche. The BSN Avalanche guys are also the best coverage in town. The whole BSN crew is awesome. What do you know? BSN, best on Avs, best on Broncos, best on Nuggets, and best on Rockies. (laughs) Just saying. He says, with the news today, does that mean Case and Flacco are here for 2019? Will we still draft a quarterback? I was really hoping for Drew Locke. Now the future feels rotten again. Is there any hope? I'm glad BSN is so great. If only the teams they covered were great now, too. So the question here, is Case Keenum here this year? Man, that would shock me. It would certainly shock me. And in fact, I think the Broncos are probably looking to offload Case Keenum as soon as today. Um, I could see, you know, Broncos trade Case Keenum to Arizona Cardinals for a fifth round pick or whatever it may be. Someone needs a backup out there. I think they're they're going to be willing to take on Case Keenum. Maybe a starter. I doubt that, but I bet Case goes for a day three pick here in in the next week or so. And if not, then the Broncos will just cut him. I don't think it'll happen anytime soon. And Ryan, one of the things, maybe something you wanted to talk about was This trade still has a month until it's official. There's nothing signed yet. The Broncos won't be releasing any emails about this. Nothing will be official about this trade for a month. So did that bring up your other question? That was my other question. Is there a chance this thing falls through? (laughs) I mean, I know I've said this a lot this offseason, but Josh McDaniels was in agreement to become the head coach of of the Indianapolis Colts, and that did not happen. To me, everything is still in play. It's not likely. But is there a chance – I mean, this is going to – I'm not going to use uh, Kyler Murray because then you're just going to say, oh, I'm wishful thinking for Kyler Murray. <laughs> is there a chance the Broncos go to the Combine and see Dwayne Haskins and say, wow, up close, this kid is even better than we thought he was. He's like Joe Flacco but young. We can get him. And he, he impresses in the interviews, and he's on the board, and they say, wait a minute here. What are we doing? Why don't we trade up – to number two and draft Dwayne Haskins and then and at this point we don't need Joe Flacco so let's back out of that trade they couldn't they do that they certainly could do that and Ryan I don't think that'll happen but let me throw some some more fight some more Kindle on the fire right now and there, there was a report that came out after this trade came down that said the talks heated up very quickly between the Ravens and the Broncos. Just in the past two days, all of this has come together, and they wanted to get the deal done now so so Joe Flacco was theirs. That kind of indicates maybe there's another team or two or three going into Baltimore and really trying to get this deal done. Maybe John Elway said, behind closed doors, with no cell phones, he said, 
let's just make this deal, get it locked in. And then if something changes in the next month, well, we're not actually locked in. I, 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 I do think this will go through, but nothing's, and, and this is why it's risky to do a trade uh, or do anything before the new new league starts because the NFL is not going to say come in and force the Broncos to give up a fourth-round pick for them. No, it's not official. It's not official. And what about the other way? What if one of those teams that wanted Joe Flacco comes in and says, hey, whoa, 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 why didn't you hear us out? We'll give you a third. Yeah. Why would the Ravens not do that? And why wouldn't they do that in three weeks, come in and say that? The other team steps back and says, okay, we lost Joe Flacco. Let it brew, let it brew, let it brew. We don't like any of these guys. We need Joe Flacco. How about a second? Why would Baltimore, why wouldn't they take that? Yeah, or what if it comes down today that, oh, wait, so no, no, they can't do that because Nick Foles will be a free agent. What if, uh, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars thought they were going to get Nick Foles, but they start getting information that he has no interest in going to Jacksonville? What if they say, damn, we need Joe Flacco? <laughs> Let's, why don't we just call the Ravens? The deal hasn't gone through. What if we can see if we can get something together? What if the Ravens say, we'll, yeah, we'll do it for a second? I mean, I'm, I, it's not likely. I'm not saying it's likely. but no. it's not. I just want to be the first to say that I said it could fall through <laughs> if, it does, if it does fall through. Because everyone is going to talk about Joe Flacco every single day until this trade goes through. And probably every single day after it as well. We're going to talk about Joe, Joe Flacco every day on this podcast. Absolutely. It could all be for naught. It, it absolutely could be. And that's why, with Case, I don't expect anything to happen soon. Teams yeah. teams probably know he's going to be cut, and they don't want to acquire his $21 million uh, or his $11 million that, that, that they would take since the Broncos would take $10 million of that. You can get Case Keenum a lot cheaper. You can. Then $11 million? Yeah. Man, I don't think so. I think once he hits the free agent market, you're going to have to pay double-digit millions for him. Why? Because he's going to be in demand, I think, as a, as, a, as a quarterback. Is he going to be a backup? Probably. Backup, three-year, $21 million deal. That's a pretty darn solid backup deal. Yeah, but who was it just this year? Is it Sam Bradford who got one year, $15 million? <laughs> They thought he was a- going to be the starter, which is nuts. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, you're right. I mean, I- if I... The thing is, do you? How bad do you want him, right? Because do you want to save the three million that you could save from getting him off the free agent market, or do you want him enough to say, "I don't, we don't want to sit back and wait"? Why wouldn't the? Uh, I mean, the why, Vikings did not like Trevor Simeon this year. Why wouldn't they go get him? Why would you be desperate to go get him? If you miss out on Case Keenum, are you toast? No, but maybe you really like him and you say, "Okay, he's our backup." Personally, I'm not trading for him. The Eagles—they're about to lose Nick Foles. They have a little bit of injury concerns with their with their starting quarterback. Why, Case Keenum makes perfect sense for them. For three years, seven million dollars a year. For why not just one year, eleven million? Prove it. On the bench, I'm not doing it. Okay. I'm not doing it. I, I think he'll be available. I think I think someone's gonna pony up. I do. I think he's good enough. He he's the ty- he he would be. <laughs> In the words of Mike Klitz, the best backup in the league. <laughs> I don't even know about that. All right. Um, let's get to the next question here from Mile High Miller Time. Hey, guys, I've been listening to your podcast since the preseason and finally decided to subscribe to help you guys continue your reign as champions. What a, what a champion yourself you are. Anyways, with the soul-crushing news that we're going to be trading for Flacco, I was wondering what do you think the chances are that we still draft a quarterback? 
Also, do you think the Broncos will move on from Keenum? I can't see them wanting to keep close to $30 million in cap space on two average NFL quarterbacks. Thanks for all the great work that you guys do. Keep it up. It'd be $40 million between those two quarterbacks if they kept him, and I think that right there shows you that he will not be on the team. I mean, Ryan, they can't, they can't do that. Yeah, and again, I think we covered will they still draft a guy. It's certainly still in play. Next one's from Z Christensen. He says, whoa, dudes, Joe Flacco, I'm still reeling, and I need to see the details. Early reports are a fourth rounder. If that's the case, I'm okay with the move, but also disheartened with the probability that we probably won't be trading up. I love how everyone sees this in a different way. That's why I kept saying, got to see the rest of the plan, right? Some people say it means Drew Locke no matter what. Some people say it means no trading up. Some people say it means no first-round quarterback. It's very interesting. Anyways, he says, it says this move says a couple things. The Broncos realize the possibility that all quarterbacks we may or may not be interested will be gone by 10. Two, the Broncos are dissatisfied with going into 2019 with Keenum as a starter. We can only hope. Three, the quarterback room had to get better regardless, and we weren't willing to mortgage the farm for Foles when we could get Flacco for a fourth. Orange-colored glasses outlook. We let Keenum and Flacco battle it out, both of them showing out in preseason and Flacco likely winning the job. We trade Keenum or Flacco in a seller's market, pending the inevitable early season QB injury. Meanwhile, we let the draft play out, and if QB is ten, if QB is there at 10, we take him with the intent to slow roll them. If necessary, otherwise grab Rippin day three. Flacco's contract is larger than Keenum's, but not by much, and we retain the player through 2021 with the flexibility to cut him with minimal impact. Is it feasible we could flip Flacco as well in the next offseason or two, provided a young provided young quarterback opportunities present themselves? Thoughts? Yeah, certainly you could, you could trade him, but remember, you're not going to be trading Joe Flacco after this year for a first-round pick, for a second-round pick. If he is if he's great this year, just like Alex Smith, what did they get for him? They got a second, right? I think so. And Alex Smith is younger, so even if he has an Alex Smith type year, but you draft Drew Locke and he has to play. He's the truth. Just like the Chiefs. You'll get a third for him. So you're not going to be trading him and, you know, getting enough picks back to move up to number one next year. Um but Ryan, here here's the one part of the plan which we won't know for three years. And that would make this trade for Joe Flacco very disappointing. And and Z Christensen kind of brought it out. If the plan is to get Joe Flacco and the plan is to draft a quarterback in rounds two through seven and hope that he develops into their guy of the future, that's bad. I don't like that. I don't like that plan. Now, I said we won't know for three years because they could draft a guy two through seven this year and he could just be a backup and they could go up and draft a guy in the first round next year or for a guy in the first round in 2021. But if they don't do that, oh, I don't like this at all. Yeah, again, the plan. What is the plan? Okay, uh, from Y.O. Bronco. Hey, RK and Z, just got the news about the Flacco trade. I have to say this move makes me a little sick to think about. How is this going to affect the draft? Are we just seeing a repeat of the last draft, or is this a backup plan to going and getting a first-round QB? I can't help but see a throwback to Mark Sanchez, Trevor Simeon, and Paxton Lynch duking it out for the top spot. Maybe the talent pool will be different, but I'm not seeing it other than instead of Lynch getting in the draft, we get a better talent in Locke. Is this a definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, or is this part of a plan to to evolve? Thanks for the coverage, guys, and go get that three-peat. Cheers, Wild Bronco. Man, someone someone today said, 
Um, are the Broncos just collecting washed-up quarterbacks, or what's the strategy going on? And if you think, you know, Peyton Manning, the Colts thought he was washed up. Uh, you had Mark Sanchez, what, the number five overall pick? Obviously, he was washed up at that point. Case Keenum, they thought they got magic with him. Obviously, that was just a magical year. And now Joe Flacco. Who knows? Is he the next Peyton Manning? Probably not statistically and to that degree, but he has 10 playoff wins. I think that's the third most active right now. Or is he going to be the 18 to 15, 18 touchdowns to 15 interceptions? Who, who really knows? But it's funny how it can be look, this can be viewed in so many different ways. It really can. All I know is Cortland Sutton should be doing backflips. <laughs> As long as he's not asked to do those uh, short passes, as long as he's just going deep, I'm sure he's happy with it. I think he's gonna. I think Joe Flacco throws a better slant than uh, Case Keenum. I think mm-hmm. the slant is gonna work for Carson. They don't Sutton. go right through his hands. It's just something about I don't know. I didn't like the way that Keenum threw it. It didn't <laughs> look good to me. They didn't really practice that all that much in training. I don't remember watching him throw the slant. The slant is so important. It's the easiest way to gain yards in the NFL. Joe Flacco throws a great slant. Hmm. So does, so does Drew Locke. I know I already said that. <laughs> From H-Town Bronco. I find it very comical and ironic that yesterday's podcast was evaluating Fangio's outlook on fixing things, and he had mentioned there would be no Band-Aids. What a joke. Well, <laughs> I guess we should back off thinking that Vic Fangio has any influence here. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. The Broncos really know how to piss me off. Nothing bad but bad news for the past three years. Not surprised at all, to be honest. This is becoming the norm in Denver. I love my team and will never switch, but geez, I'm so disappointed in my team. In the next few years, fans will start wearing brown bags over their heads during the game. The biggest damn Band-Aid ever. (laughs) So much for all that good speech Fangio gave out. We've just died by multiple inches before the season even started. We have no option but to trade Keenum now. We just screwed ourselves on cap space for free agent signings. You think John Elway sent an intern into uh, Vic Fangio's offense, or office today to, to put all of his plays in the computer, put them online, send them out to all of his players? No, he, just, <laughs> he sent an intern in there who just simply put one Band-Aid on his desk <laughs> and said, don't act. And then on it was written, you have no say. <laughs> Stop talking to reporters or like you said, know something. Coaches coach, GMs, GM. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> no, I'm sure this was discussed. In the end, Joe Flacco is Italian, so it makes sense for the Broncos. <laughs> That's their plan, the, the, the off-season of Italian. As I tweeted, they had to get the fourth Ninja Turtle. Yep. You got Scangarello, Donatello, <laughs> Fangio, and Flacco. There you go. It makes sense. <laughs> All right, from Carrick's 4. No! Why would we trade for Joe Flacco? Please tell me this isn't as bad of a sign as it looks. But to me, I take this as John Elway not learning his lesson, and now I'm not sure the Broncos take a QB, let alone trade up for Kyler or Locke. Unless I'm missing something, I'm now convinced John Elway is a bad GM. Hope you guys have some insight, but this is capital bad. I'm sure you guys will talk about Flacco, but I do have another question. Do you see Chad Kelly? Do you think we'll see Chad Kelly in the AAF? how good he looked in the preseason i bet i feel like he could light that league up thoughts may as well start talking about the aff aaf because i'm beyond disappointed in the broncos right now thanks ryan and (laughs) wow they want us to switch the topic to aaf because they're that disappointed yes i i think chad kelly would do great in the aaf i think he still has his eyes set on the nfl and that's why he's not doing that right i think the aaf's success and failure 
will ride on getting guys like Chad Kelly to come play. Um, if you get the big names, the yep. big names who don't make it in the league, the Chad Kellys, the Vernon Adams, the Tim Tebow's of the world, Johnny Menzel's, if you can get those guys out there, people will watch. But you ha- everyone else is no names. Literally everyone else in that league is a no name. Yeah. You got to get quarterbacks. Yes. That's the only way people are going to watch. Exactly. Exactly. Especially a guy that had so much hype going behind him. Like, like Mike Bercovici, the former – he should come be a Bronco. The former <laughs> ASU quarterback is not cutting it for me, you know? I, I knew his name. I saw him. I was like, oh, that's that ASU guy who was way too yoked to be a quarterback. <laughs> um, Watch what you ask for, Ryan. Who knows? Maybe they trade for Mark Bercovici. Right, they trade Case Keaton <laughs> to the AAF for Mark Bercovici. <laughs> um, I need I need names. And and I actually I was bummed I didn't get a chance to watch this week. I was also bummed that the that there was no Denver franchise. Yeah. Like I saw all these people who cover teams out, you know, and wow. that you know, cover the Chargers going out and covering the San Diego Fleet game. I was wow. like, "Oh man, that looks fun." Especially cuz there'd be no pressure on the coverage, you right. know. Yep. Like you could just write a fun goofy story and people would read it and, you know, get a kick out of it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Next one coming in from Threat Level Midnight. He says, I hope Flacco makes me eat crow, but I'm worried about him coming in. Actually, do you think he, instead of Case, is the bridge quarterback for our potential first-round quarterback? Lots of feelings that make me want to type in all caps, but I don't know whether to be excited or terrified. I think we've covered this. I hate to say it, but it just depends. Um, I think you can be excited, though. Again, the Broncos used a fourth-round pick to get a better quarterback than they had. In my mind, that's a win. It's different, Ryan. I did not, I did not want to see Case Keenum starting his training camp. I didn't want to see it in Week One. I didn't want to see it. With all due respect to Case Keenum, I honestly never want to see him throw a football again <laughs> in Denver. Just anywhere. I don't <laughs> want to watch him. He wasn't fun to watch. Yeah, I felt like I was watching. I just, it was just boring. And you know what? Good for him. He got twenty-five million dollars guaranteed. Good for him. What a miss. <laughs> What an absolute swing and miss. John always said he's not done swinging and missing. And here's another swing. Took another swing. Yep. And Joe Flacco is certainly a home run hitter when it comes to the deep ball. Mm. All right. Moving on here. Pastor Rhett. I'm here for anyone who needs to chalk through the Joe Flacco news. Hold your loved one close. Buy bread and milk. Do not go outside. We'll get through this together. (laughs) Uh, I sure hope so, says H-Town Bronco in response. Denver is probably clearing out the liquor stores as we speak. They're just getting ready for football. Football season now. Everyone's pumped, right? That That's why everyone's like buying all the food and, and the liquors. They're just getting ready for week one. You know what's funny is I've only seen media members who were okay with this. Mm. All the fans are scorched earth. This is the end. The end is nigh. You know, it's going to be a fail of biblical proportions. Mm. And and I feel like there's some media who are way over top over the top on the other side saying like, this is the guy, Super Bowl or bust. I mean, literally, that's happening out there. Uh, it's somewhere in between there. That's where we need to be. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll get to the rest of the questions. Green Mountain Dental has a long-standing tradition of being one of Lakewood's best family dental care offices. Um, I have been a patient since I was three, which is in 1974. You know, my parents, myself, and now my children all go there. It's just a great place to be, very positive experience with them, definitely. 
New patients can receive free teeth whitening trays when they schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. Also, all colored sport mouth guards start at just $25. The doctors will come out and visit with you, um, ask you how your family is doing, you know, just very friendly and family-oriented. It's just very comfortable to, to be there. That's GreenMountainDentalGroup.com. Final segment here on the BSN Broncos podcast, wrapping up your reaction to the Joe Flacco trade, getting to all your thoughts, your questions, and concerns. As you can see, guys, I think most of the questions are, what does this mean And in one way or another? So tomorrow, let's try and have some some more nuanced questions because <laughs> uh, we're I don't I just for the sake of everyone not just I'm not like picking on you guys for your questions I just we can only say so many times it could mean anything it really could <laughs> it really could um, we'll obviously do some digging see if we can find out really anything on the Broncos plan here I'm gonna actually I'm gonna do this right now just to spice things up Zach mm. predict. What is the Broncos quarterback room uh, week one? Joe Flacco and Drew Locke. And quarterback X. Camp arm. Same. Same. Yep. So there you go. That That's our guess. Uh, we'll look. We'll, we'll try. Well, as always, we'll try and do some digging, see if we can learn anything else. Where we are going to learn something is at the Combine. You want to be subscribed to BSN Denver. Remember, last year... Last year at the Combine, we told you it was going to be Case Keenum. Yep, exactly. Zach wrote an article. The title was like, Kirk Cousins is not the quarterback the Broncos are going after, or something along those lines. In that, we said we had intel that it was that all the buzz was surrounding Case Keenum. This year, we're going to get something juicy at the Combine. Last year, we also told you that Bradley Chubb was their number one defensive player. Here's, here's my bold prediction is that Case Keenum will not be getting all the buzz at the Combine. From anyone, <laughs> any team, anywhere. All right, from Ooh Benny Lava. Hey, oh, got to say, I completely agree with you guys saying we have to do whatever it takes to get our QB in the draft. However, the idea of moving up to one to do it just seems too costly for me. I know these are conflicting ideas that I'm having, so I've got a potential solution. I think that pick five, where the Tampa Bay Bucks currently sit, is our ideal landing spot. It wouldn't take our entire farm to get there, maybe just three-fifths of the farm. I think that five, we can still have our pick of the litter in the QB conversation. Maybe Murray goes one or four, but I don't think that's likely. And I think that Elway might not take him anyway if he's there. This is where we'd have our choice of Locke or Haskins. Whoever is Skangs or Elway's guy. P.S. I nicked him. I, oh, sorry. I, I nicknamed him Skangy because his name is super difficult to spell, and I don't want to look it up anywhere. I Thoughts. agree with that. Yeah, I agree with the nickname. I'm I'm okay with that. Skangs. I like Skangs. Skangs, yeah. I, I like that as well. Uh, yeah, ooh, ooh, Benny Lava, it sounds like you've been listening to me. I think five is the perfect spot. It makes sense for the Tampa Bay Bucks to trade back. Um, and remember this. There's three three top first-round quarterbacks in this draft, or at least three consensus first-round quarterbacks in this draft. Last year, there was at least four, and most of them were viewed better than this year's class, Three of them, or only two, were taken before the fifth overall pick. And this isn't as good of a class, according to a lot of people. So, yeah, I think if you get to five, you're at least getting the third guy, probably getting the second guy. Yeah, I think five is a great spot. If they go to five, I'll be happy. But I just don't think uh, I don't think they're trading up anymore. Mm. Um, 
this is also another question from Ubeni Lava. If I already have an annual subscription and I buy another one for this uh, contest, will they stack up to get one year after my first annual is up? I could really use use that new shirt when we win. Um, <laughs> so under our new SIP system, things have changed a little bit. And, and to the person who reached out about this, your tweet got lost in my mentions. So if you want to um, email me at ryan at bsendeavor.com, I can kind of explain this to you or you can just hear it here. Uh, the only way you can really do it is to cancel your current subscription and start over. Um, so it would be a year from right now, not an additional year on the old system. We were able to add an additional year that I don't see it. The problem is on the new system. If you already have an annual pass, it doesn't let you select the annual pass. So sorry for that. Uh, but that's the way it works on the new system. All right. From Minnesota, Paul. Hey guys, I went on a BSN binge this weekend to catch up on all the pods from the BSN blackout. Ryan, at one point you mentioned the effectiveness of a roster of a QB on a rookie contract, citing Russell Wilson, Jared Goff, Car and Carson Wentz. I would also like to add both Kaepernick and Joe Flacco to that list. And this is before the Joe Flacco news. My question is, will we ever see a shift in beliefs around QBs to view them similar in the league to how we view running backs? <laughs> oh, wow. And I think what he's saying here is you're always better having a quarterback on a rookie contract. Mm. But there is no way in hell <laughs> that if someone gets to a Super Bowl with a quarterback that they aren't signing him up. Could you imagine... If if a te any team did that, there's so much success with Russell Wilson on on his rookie contract, and then once it comes up, they just say, "No, we're we're just gonna draft another we can, guy. We can find another guy." <laughs> Here's the big difference, Minnesota Paul. There's about ten great quarterbacks in the world, the entire world. There's about ten great ones. Every year, you have another chance to get one and develop one, but if you get one, you literally just hit the NFL lottery, you hit the jackpot. It's very hard to identify one. So there's no way you would ever risk having to go back and look for another one. Um, with running backs, there's like hundreds of great running backs in the world. And so everyone can have one. In fact, a lot of teams can have two, which is what we see in today's day and age. So that's why they're expendable. You're telling me if, if you win the lottery, you're not just going to try to trade that lottery ticket in for another lottery ticket and say, I'm going to test my luck? Win the lottery. <laughs> spend all of your winnings on buying more lottery tickets <laughs> to try and win the lottery again. Because you're just that good. I mean, you could get close to every combination with like a billion dollars. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He goes on to say, with this in mind, I'd love to see the Broncos get Vic's first choice or for his field general, even if they have to trade up for Devin White. Give me Mike. Give Mike Munchak whatever he needs uh, in resources to patch the O lineup, and let Rich have his pick of the lot from the second or third round on. If that doesn't work, nothing lost. There's a monster of a class, QB class coming next year, and you've built a better environment for the next rookie QB to succeed in. Yeah, may, maybe that band aid that John put on Vic's desk says you get the pick at ten now. Never trade up for anyone but a quarterback in the first round. No, that's a hard stance from me. Unless you're trading up from, like, 29 to 24. Right. You or, know? or you're going 10 to 9. Yeah. Because once you're in that winning zone and you're picking at the very end of the draft, then you're not too worried about first-round quarterbacks. I guess here's what I'll, I'll change the stance. Until you have a quarterback, never trade up in the first round for anything but a quarterback. Yeah. What you can't do is trade up to number 5 with the Bucks and trade next year's first-round pick to do that and draft a linebacker or draft, draft Von Miller. That would be you can't you can't do it disastrous yeah it'd be terrible flat out then I would be talking about the end of the world <laughs> um so 
get Devin White if he's there. Fine. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be great. Definitely. That's like your Roquan Smith. It's almost a, a, a replica of, of drafting Roquan Smith. At 10, there's too many good players on the board for you to be trading up and using other draft capital. Especially now that you have a quarterback that you think can start in 2019, which we, we assume the Broncos think that Joe Flacco can be their starter in 2019. Oh, gosh, you better hope. <laughs> Uh, next one here is from Chilongo Bronco. He says, Hey guys, want to listen to your thoughts on this. The Texans just cut DT. I know that was a devastating injury and that having two veteran wide receivers with the same injury might not be a good idea, but how about re-signing him at a much lower contract than what we expected at this time last year would take? Would, was this a bright, intelligent move by John Elway getting DT and Emmanuel for half the price and a pick for that? I understand the concern on injury, but I would try to make this move and have DT retire a Bronco. Um, I'm in. You in? The DT, Bron- DT one year, seven million? No, the Broncos are not in. And I just go back to DT hopped on the phone with, uh, with, with the Broncos, the radio. The, the radio station the Broncos partner with, <laughs> and uh, tore him apart. Now, I know it was – I shouldn't say t- tore him apart. He uh, exposed a lot. Okay, tore, tore him apart. apart. He tore him apart. <laughs> and sure, you could say new coaching staff, but some of the things DT said points right to number seven, point, points to the building. If he didn't do that, yeah, maybe, but no, not now. I cannot believe how many people burn bridges in their life. <laughs> I'm talking in sports, in business – in all aspects of your life, why would you burn a bridge? I have no idea. Unless you have real hate for someone and you know that you would never want to go back there. Right. Don't burn bridges. If you have a chance to make a million plus dollars, Ryan, are you going to burn that bridge? No. <laughs> why would you burn the bridge? Yeah. I know you're emotional. Do you have no one advising you? Yeah. If one of my friends got fired from their job and they wanted to go on social media and put them on blast, I would say, don't. Vent to your mom or your girlfriend or your friends or whatever it may be. You don't need to publicly burn bridges. It's and it's so dumb. and it's not like he was just caught saying something by a hidden recorder. No, he picked up the phone. I agree. Okay, uh, he goes on to say, "P.S. No, not Taco Bell. I know I'm biased as a Mexican, but I honestly have gotten sick two of the three times I've eaten there." I was expecting you would go to Chipotle, which has my pr- approval as a native Mexican food eater, but maybe you don't think of it as common as fast food, just as five guys. Exactly. Yeah, it's fast casual is what I've been told the term is. Chipotle is one of the finest eating establishments <laughs> in the country, uh, but it is not fast food, and that's why it's one of the finest eating establishments in the country. Um, as for Taco Bell, I'm so sad that you had such a bad experience. Um, you know, everyone gets sick once in a while. Taco Bell. <laughs> it happens, but it should be like one in 10 times, not one in two. You know, I have to, I have to relate to, uh, to Chilongo Bronco here. I probably got sick two out of three times. The first three times I ever ate it when I was a kid, I went back, you know, after taking a few years off, been good ever since. Did you get sick the first time you ever got hammered? Yep. <laughs> Did you stop drinking? Right. Of course not. Cause drinking is fun. <laughs> <laughs> and does Taco Bell bring you much, that much joy? So much joy. Yeah. God, I haven't had Taco Bell in uh, at least six months. Probably since the, the middle of the summer. It's wow. so good. It's so good. Gotta stop thinking about it. I know. I can't. I can't. I can't have Taco, Taco Bell right now. Um, okay. Moving on. You want to get this next one? Next one coming in from Mr. Freeze. He said, as an Illinois native, you guys are killing me 
with this five guys versus in and out debate as I have neither anywhere close to me. However, you can never go wrong with Taco Bell. They even have bomb breakfast, so whether you're waking up early or getting tore up late at <laughs> night, they always have an option for you. Back to football. Everyone wants to trade up and just assume everyone at the top of the draft wants to trade back. Trades are a lot harder than many people think and make them out to be. And when Elway has and has Elway ever given up the farm to move up? Don't get your hopes up. And Mr. Freeze, that's why I identify the Bucks is because I think they're in a perfect position to move back. Uh, they're associated with either getting a great defensive player or an offensive tackle. You can do both of those at 10 and pick up a first-round pick in the process. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think they'd be in a great position, especially if Bruce Arians is delusional enough to think that Jameis Winston is a franchise quarterback. <laughs> I think he does believe that. I would trade for Joe Flacco before I trade for Jameis Winston. Yes, I agree. I agree. I think Jameis Winston is is done. Not only is he pretty crappy on the field, he's also pretty crappy off the field as well. So yes. at least Joe Flacco, from all accounts, seems like a good dude. Yes. All right, from Mike Apexa. He says, to answer a couple of questions on some recent pods, the Patriots' points discrepancy in Super Bowls is because of Super Bowl twenty when they got blown out by the Bears 46-10. There you go. Who gets blown out in Super Bowls? <laughs> Jeez, what losers. He says, also, a great quarterback who wear number one is Warren Moon. As you might guess, I'm not a millennial. You know who else someone pointed out to me yesterday? is Cam Newton. Oh, yeah, okay. Just little different body shapes. Warren Moon, Cam Newton, Kyler Murray. That's some good company. Mm, not too bad. He says, here's my question. If we do draft Kyler Murray and another quarterback, do the Broncos play him year one or sit him behind, he said, Case, we'll say Flacco, for a year to learn? Uh, I've seen so many promising quarterbacks over the past 20 years get thrown into the fire too early and get their confidence crushed and never recover. Rosen, perhaps? Then you have the Patrick Mahomes example where they sit and absorb for at least one year and are only put on the field when they are truly ready. In my honest opinion, it's better to err on the side of the caution with a player so vital to long-term success as a franchise. Your thoughts. Here is where I'm scarred on the resting a quarterback for a year. It happened with Paxton Lynch, right? Yep. But then Paxton Lynch didn't develop at all during that year, and then he didn't get on the field next year, and we ended up seeing Joe Flacco, or sorry, seeing Paxton Lynch. <laughs> Freudian slip there. That's not good. We ended up seeing Paxton Lynch get cut from the Broncos as a first-round quarterback who only started four total games. It's the second least of any first-round quarterback in NFL history. That was messed up. And not because I think Paxton Lynch could have cut it. But I at least wanted to see the guy play for a whole season so I could say, this guy is for sure trash. Now, I could say, this guy is for sure trash. I just wanted to see it. You can't do that. So... Those are my fears because if Paxton Lynch would have started from day one instead of Trevor Simeon, which was not a smart move by the Broncos, again, at the time for a win-now thing, he was the right guy. They weren't going to win now. Paxton Lynch started his first year. Who knows if maybe he has a realization internally that, okay, I can play this, but everyone is so much more prepared than me. I have to prepare harder. Maybe that realization clicks for him and he becomes a good quarterback. We always knew he had the arm to throw it deep. He had the legs to scramble around. He had the tools. He did not have it mentally. Maybe if he was thrown out there, this happens with a lot of young players. You get out there, you know, and Aqib Tlaib is a perfect example. He, he went out there as a young player. He's a starter at cornerback. And he said, okay, I can cover these guys. But, man, I, I would make it so much easier on myself if I watch film relentlessly. 
And, and he became one of the best film studiers of all the cornerbacks in the NFL, and it made him one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. I, it was a huge wasted opportunity to not play Paxton Lynch and let him f- and force him to learn how to succeed in the NFL and fail or succeed after at least knowing that. Yeah, Paxton just wasn't the guy. He, I don't think he was going to do that whether he played or not. I don't either. And you just have to make sure that you don't draft a guy that's like that. I mean, any player, if you drafted them in the first round and they played in four games ever, is such a failure. You have to throw them out there. So... If you do this with Flacco and Locke, you just you got to have a very succinct plan on how this is going to work, and you you have to start Drew Locke next year. If you draft a guy this year, they have to be the starter next year. And an ideal situation, not for Joe Flacco for sure, is exactly what happened in Baltimore. Flacco plays nine games before you – for him it was an injury, but 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 – at the back end of the season, you say, okay, it's time to start getting Drew Locke in there. And I don't even think the Ravens were expecting to go to the playoffs. They were 4-5 and five when Lamar Jackson first went in. I think they were saying it's time to get Lamar Jackson in. He's injured, so let's you know not force him back. And then they started winning, and they're like, okay, we have to roll with this. But you, why would you want a player's first experiences to be on a fresh season? I want their first experiences to be on the back end of a season – that probably isn't ending in a Super Bowl. Here, here's how I would approach this right now if you do draft Drew Locke. If you want him to sit the whole year, you say that right away. You make it very clear that he's he's going to you know be the number two quarterback all season. Joe Flacco's your guy, just like the Chiefs did. Don't leave it up for discussion. Now, if you have a competition in training camp, Drew, Drew Locke needs to play at some point in the season. If it's week one, it's week one. If it's week 10, it's week 10. What you can't have is open up a competition and then Drew Locke never, ever takes the reins unless you go, unless you're a playoff team. But even then, the Broncos, what were they, seven and four when they benched Jake Plummer for, for Jay Cutler? No. Um, maybe. I think they were seven and four. They were six and four. No, I think it was seven, seven and three, maybe even seven and four, something like that. They benched Jake, Jake Plummer for Jay Cutler. You probably need that to happen if you're going to leave the competition open. You need to see the young guy play, That's, or else it's major questions, just like Paxton. It's not a good comparison because that move probably ended up getting Mike Shanahan fired. But I know what you're saying. Um, all right, from Kanoi Twenty Eight. Hey guys, a few thoughts on recent conversations from the pod. One, I went to Five Guys today after yesterday's discussion, and it was a damn good burger. But there's nothing distinct about it that would make you remember it, and maybe that's what needs to be discussed. The differentiating factors. In-N-Out may have the easy-to-copy sauce, but that In-N-Out flavor in burger is somehow unique. Not sure why. By the way, Ryan, get it with fresh onions and hot peppers. You'll be set. No onions, thanks. Anyway, Shake Shack would be up there in the discussion, and it certainly is a unique and memorable experience. Shake Shack is very um, polarizing in this debate. I think it's fast food. Brandon says it's five guys. It's five guys, for sure. It's a price point. It's the exact same price point. I just feel like I'm in a fast food restaurant when I go there, though. I feel the exact same when I'm at five guys. Five guys, I feel like I'm at a burger joint. What? What's the difference? One has a fast food feel to it. One has a burger joint feel to it. No, they're both the exact same. They're both the exact same. One, you can you can make the argument Five Guys is way more of a fast food place. You're throwing peanut shells on the ground. 
Yeah, it's awesome. That's like what a, <laughs> a burger. Actually, you throw them on the ground? How rude. Just get two things. Don't you? I, I, don't, I, I can't do the peanuts. I can't oh, eat the peanuts yeah, since my are... girlfriend's allergic to them. No, you don't just throw them <laughs> on the ground like a heathen. <laughs> you just get two little plates, the little cardboard things okay. that they hold them is in. Is, it, is that what you do? Okay. Because yeah. at some bars, you throw it on the ground. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe oh. that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, but that's because everyone's drunk. They're not going to expect them to <laughs> you know, make smart decisions with their peanut shell. Um, I, I don't know. I, I understand the argument. I'm just saying from a feel standpoint. Okay. It's like, got the feel. Like like Kyler Murray. I just feel that he's going to be great. <laughs> and I trust that feel. When I walk into a Shake Shack, I'm like, this is a fast food joint. <laughs> well, I can't change your feelings. They also brew their own beer, which goes to your uh, mm. your point. Like, they don't serve beer at fast food restaurants. Right. Interesting. All right. Um, he goes on to say, I'm bracing myself for the Drew Lock pick. And yes, I said bracing. I'll be okay with that if it's all that remains after exhausting all trade opportunities for Kyler Murray. But after watching him, I have to say, the other comparison to consider is Matthew Stafford rather than Jay Cutler. He has that long arm release, similar height, a deep ball missile versus the shorter arm bullet that Cutler had. To me, it looks more like Stafford with Jay Cutler's lazy footwork, which is going to get him nailed in the NFL. I'm not sure he can fix that footwork, as I presume that is years of habit. He better start getting in on those Peyton Manning pocket footwork drills ASAP. Footwork is one of the easiest things to fix of all problems with quarterbacks. So I, that doesn't worry me at all. Yeah, I agree. De- not worried at all. Matthew Stafford, or you could say Joe Flacco. Way too mobile. <laughs> That's why, again, he reminds me of, of Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler was very underrated from an athletic standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, three, he says, please tell John Elway every time you see him to trade three number ones for the second pick and throw in a manual if you want to get Kyler Murray. Do your duty. Probably not happening. I just it's gonna be hard sell to get him to trade to get a quarterback that's eight inches shorter than the guy that he just <laughs> uh picked up. Joe's tall. He is certainly tall. But what if they like really like that offense with Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson on the field? RPPO? You can't really do the RPPO. You can do Not with Joe. The RPPO. Because there's only one run option right. from the quarterback, and that's going to be Kyler. <laughs> but there's two pass options. Hey, that's that's a step towards innovation. It is. I agree. All right, from Timmy from Sweden, he says, Hey, guys, and the BSN family, DT is going to be rela- released by the Texans. Is there bad blood between him and the Broncos, or do you think we'll see him in orange and blue again? I personally want to see Sanders, Sutton, Patrick, and Hamilton lighting it up next season. Also, I got a suggestion. I love those one-year subscription promos you do for new subscribers, but as a monthly subscriber who will be that for life, I know that I can get those shirts uh, to subscribe by the promo, but instead I want you to get that passive income because you deserve it. Maybe some kind of promo uh, or gift for us longtime subscribers of some sort. Thanks, as always, for a great pod, Timmy. I'll pass that along to the promotions, folks. Um, but what I'll say is we we love you, Timmy. We love everyone that's been a subscriber, everyone that's jumping on board right now, especially the OGs, just like Timmy. Yeah, of course. I mean, you guys are you guys are everything to us. Without you, we wouldn't be talking here right now. So we appreciate that. And I'll say that our, your gift is this podcast every day. Oh, how sweet. <laughs> it wasn't really sweet. It was douchey. All right. Uh, <laughs> final one here is from Carpaccio Chris. Zach, to follow up with you on my most recent comment uh, regarding a potential Emmanuel Sanders to San Francisco trade, the writer mentioned the following. 
Denver gets San Francisco's second overall pick. San Francisco gets Sanders, Denver 10th, two seconds, and third. Yeah, that's that's just complete ludicrous. And the reason for that is, I mean, that that's nowhere close to being a realistic trade. And I'll point back to the trade that happened last year between, who was it, the Jets and the Colts. The Jets went from 6-3, to three, gave up number 6 overall, and three second-round picks in order to move up three spots. You're telling me, and I know not you, Carpaccio, Chris, but this guy's telling me that the Broncos are going to give up, instead of three seconds, they're going to give up two seconds, so less, and a third, so less, and move up, how many more spots is that? Four more spots? Emmanuel Sanders is not worth four top ten picks in, in this draft. Absolutely not. So that is crazy. Uh, I really appreciate you, you letting me know this so that I could call it out and, and let you know that, that that trade would never happen. San Francisco would never accept that. So if you guys want to reach out with some crazy trades you're hearing, see if it's crazy, see if it's realistic, let us know. Because I, I threw out a few days ago three potential first-round picks for the Broncos to move from 10 to 2, and Ryan said no. That's not that's not what it's like. He, here's what it's like. So we'll we'll keep each other fact checked here. So let us know about these because I really like looking into that. Two first round picks are going to be involved in every deal, and that involves the Broncos moving into the top five. And I'm I'm going to say it again. I'm at least two first round picks. Yeah, I'm just saying this is only one. Right. Uh, he also says I was reading a mock draft by Maurice Jones Drew. Maurice Jones Drew is doing mock drafts. Now. <laughs> okay. He had Daniel Jones to the Broncos at 10 and Locke to Miami at 13. What blasphemy. And this is why Daniel Jones or Maurice Jones-Drew <laughs> should not be doing mock drafts. And this is another great example of things you guys should throw out. We, we, we know what the Broncos want more than Maurice Jones-Drew, very likely. Did I already tell my Maurice Jones-Drew um, Super Bowl story? I don't think so. Okay. This year? Yeah. No. I ran into Maurice Jones-Drew after having a couple drinks. And uh, I told him I was still sad that he didn't go to see you. He was committed to see you. Really? Um, and he said, don't blame me. Blame Eric Bieniemy because Eric Bieniemy <laughs> was the running backs coach at CU at the time. He recruited him there. And then Eric Bieniemy left CU to go to UCLA. Wow. So you're not an Eric Bieniemy guy anymore? No, I love Eric Bieniemy. <laughs> then he also said, I love Mel Tucker, who he probably played with uh, at the Jags. Mm. and he said you guys are in good hands mm, you feeling pretty good so i was like i was in a rush i was like let's talk about this later <laughs> and he was like all right man you come find me i never found him. <laughs> he's not finding you i i i don't know why he wasn't following me around kinda rude yeah very rude all right zach here's my last thing i want to talk about on joe flacco is there um could you get like the revenge factor season out of him where he's so mad about Baltimore doing him dirty and he just prepares like a friggin you know football crazy man and just tries so hard to make the the Ravens look good and the Broncos somehow capitalize that and go 12 and 4 under him and and make the playoffs and make a run sure but that's not the quarterback I want I don't want a quarterback on my team that, that needs a revenge factor who I'm paying $18 million in order to spark this up. The Ravens made him the highest-paid player in NFL history after, became, after he became the Super Bowl MVP in 2012. I wouldn't want that. I don't think Joe Flacco is that type of guy. 11 years in Baltimore. But what, why I said yes, it could happen 
isn't because of his motivation. It's because this guy's a Super Bowl MVP. He's been a pro for 11 years. He, he's, he's the ultimate pro from everything we've heard. And he has had flashes. He had 27 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. He's had a season where he had 25 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. So he's capable of doing it. And he's going to be in an offense where he had success when he was with Gary Kubiak. Explain to me why you don't want a quarterback who's like mad. Because that means that, that he hasn't been putting in that extra time in the past. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been preparing that much in the past when he's been the guy. And he should have had that motivation last year, too. That would have been the ultimate prove Baltimore wrong. I'm never going to let Lamar Jackson take over, t- take over this starting role. I'm so pissed that they drafted him. I'm going to prove him wrong. Uh, no, 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 no. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But that is not ever like everyone has little things that motivate them a little more. Shouldn't Le- drafting Lamar Jackson in the first round, trading up to do that, have motivated him? Maybe it did. Maybe it just didn't work. To a four and five record. I'm, mm. All I'm saying is, I want that. I want Joe Flacco. Uh, look, if you're on a diet, your girlfriend leaves you. You're for sure gonna be a little more strict on that diet the next day. Uh, 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 uh. I don't know. I could see it going one of two ways. Could go the other way. <laughs> but you're you're trying to get back in the game. You're fresh on the market. That's what Joe Flacco is right now. He has a chance to come to Denver and. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I do not think is going to the playoffs next year. And so the seven and nine Ravens have to look over at the 12 and four Broncos. And it's just like Peyton with the Colts. And he's just giving them the middle finger. And unfortunately I just looked this up and they don't play the Ravens next year, which is a huge bummer. Yeah. But I want that. I want, I want mad Joe Flacco. It's gotta be in you. If you have it, then you should play like that throughout your whole career. Do you not think Peyton Manning wanted it more when he played the Colts? Like, no, you can't. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. And that's what I'm talking about. That's the type of guy you want. You want a guy that, no matter the circumstances, he's going to come and work as hard as he can day in and day out from the day he's the first round for the first pick overall in the draft to the day he retires. And that is what Peyton Manning did. I'm not saying Joe Flacco isn't going to do that and isn't going to bring that to Denver. I just don't want him to be trying extra hard here. In fact, I don't want him trying extra hard because that's probably what Case Keenum was doing the first half of the season last year when he was forcing things. He was trying to prove that that Minnesota was right. He was forcing things. He was forcing everything. I disagree. (laughs) I disagree. I think Joe Flacco probably had a system in Baltimore in which he said, this is what I need to do. I need to get into the building at 5 a.m. every day, and I need to be out of here uh, around 9.30 p.m. Then I'll have all my work done. I, I don't think he I, – I I'm not against it if he comes in this year and says, I need to get in here at 4.30 and leave at 10.30 because I need to be that much more prepared. He needs sleep too, though. He does need sleep. He can still get that. <laughs> Go home at 10.30, fall asleep at 11, wake up at 4. That's plenty. I don't know. (laughs) All right. Well, that's going to wrap things up for us today. Uh, It was a heck of a day, and we'll have so many more thoughts on this. We pretty much jumped into this podcast, um, what would you say, less than an hour after the news came down. So we'll have a lot more time to process this. There will be stories on bsndenver.com. I know Andre is already diving in, working on a film room. So get ready for that. We'll always have you covered on the coverage. Remember, Is this the plan or is it part of the plan? 
That is the question, and that's what we'll learn over the next few months with the Denver Broncos. Thanks for tuning in today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. SN fans, your favorite Colorado Sports Network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the bar page where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want. Just go to bsnbars.com and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars. There are over 20 bars there. You're sure to find one close to you. It's bsnbars.com. Find a bar and get a free Coors Banquet on the house. Thanks for listening to the BSN Denver Podcast Network. It's your only-